Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is a look at issues that affect today's veteran. The Basser Hour is brought to you by www.hadit.com. If you need help with the VA, log on to hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Jay Basser. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Basser Hour. I'm your host, Jay Basser, and we have a co-host today, Mr. Gerald Cook. How you doing, Gerald? Doing fine today, John. Thank you. It's uh, cloudy out here. Looks like it might get some rain. I think we have it's had a little mist or two. But, uh, <laughs> on the we got a cold front coming through. It's uh, 28 degrees here in Joplin. 28 degrees. Well, it's about 58 here. It's been raining since last night, so it's helping some snow in the next couple of days. Well, as long as we can do away with it. Unless we hate winter, it's coming. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, we've been lucky so far. I mean, we have. Some places have been too good. We're going to touch you on oh, the exposure item. Well, yeah. we ought to give, it, um, give out our phone number here, John. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Uh, uh, folks, if you have a question or a comment, uh, uh, please call in. Our number is 347-237-5555. Now, that call-in number, once again, is 347-237-4819. And when you get in, uh, just hit one, and that'll put you in the queue with us. Uh, Go ahead, John. We were going to talk about asbestos this week. And we're uh, talking about this deadly, 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 deadly material, eh? This it's, was supposed uh, to be the. Uh, it was supposed to be the cat's meow when they first discovered this dust. They did some tests on it. And they, they realized that nothing would burn it, so they had a bright idea. A light bulb came on. They said, "Let's use this for everything." We'll make everything fireproof. So, this back in nineteen early nineteen hundreds, they started using it for all kind of different stuff. And uh, they started putting on insulation and doing steam pipes and. Uh, siding and everything back then, and uh, you know, a few years after he was going, the people that worked at the uh, the mines and the people that milled it and then the factories that you know made the particles and stuff, people started dying all of a sudden. And as time went on, people's families started dying, and before you know it. The whole population of those factories and those production facilities were wiped out. Oh, I guess it's pretty twenty to thirty years. Everybody died, and it killed thousands upon thousands. And this is just in the infancy stages of asbestos. And what they Four finally found out five million workers. That's just a shipyard itself, Joe. That, that doesn't include the. Uh, that, the people yeah, that, you're you know, correct. That, that is yeah, just a shipyard you know. workers. million workers. They started uh, putting this stuff in ships, you know, know, on insulation and all kinds of different places. And uh, when they started building these ships, uh, especially, you know, when World War II, we had the Liberty Ship Program. And we had two two, two shipyards made those ships. And uh, one of them was in, uh, I guess, Newport News. And the other one was just north of that. And people started putting, you know, they were doing the insulation work, stuff on the ships, putting the baskets in there, and next thing you know, they started dying. Hmm. So actually, asbestos killed more people than the war, to tell you the truth. You know, not, not you know, globally not, but, you know, Americans get killed. Four and a half million people in the shipyard itself, that's pretty, that's pretty sad. That's kind of a story they don't tell you, you know. With, uh, you know, they just talk about the... Uh, speed of building those Liberty ships, you know, because the German submarines are sinking ships left and right. They said, well, we can build ships quicker than we can sink them when the war, and they did. But yeah. Look, what it, look, look at the sacrifice involved. 
Well, it says it's one of the greatest slaughters of human beings from a single toxin. And and uh, I think that sums it up fairly well. Uh, it is, the magnitude of it is astronomical. Uh, I just don't believe they know how many people it actually has killed. Because these oh, workers... Yeah. And anyone that's been around it took it home to their families. It went to their spouses and their children and everything else. So this is, uh, my lands, they used this stuff. Uh, uh, they used it in paint. Eight percent paint was asbestos back then, not yeah. counting the lead that was in it. Spray insulation, they used asbestos as spray insulation, uh, patching compound. Uh, they meshed it in concrete. So, you know, it's up it's melt. Uh, and uh, so... Even today, we are still seeing the effects of asbestos. Yeah, because it can lay dormant. It can lay in the system for years. Yes, it can. You know, it can it can lay like dormant. Uh, I mean, you know, it just depends on your level of exposure to how quick it comes out, you know. And, uh, that's true. That's, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. You'd be amazed uh, at the number of Navy ships that had asbestos. I mean, they used them from the 19, from the teens all the way up to about 1970s. And uh, every ship had it, but they were laden with it. You know, they had it in the flooring. They had it in uh, insulation. They had it uh, soundproofing wallboard. Just all over yeah. the place. And basically, if a ship is not, uh, you know, if, if it's, if it's in its environment on board a ship and it's not disturbed, it's pretty safe. And that's the argument. However, the people on the ship are putting in the ship and the people know that they're not safe. But then you get on board a ship and you get battle damage or uh, if you, they cut a pipe out to move some equipment or things like that, they get that stuff airborne. That's it. And once it gets airborne, it gets everywhere. I mean, it, it, it just sits and floats. Yeah. Fibers are microscopic. You can't see them, and they'll, you know, they'll go through and they'll get in your lungs, and once they're in your lungs, they stay there. Then get rid of them. They, you know, it's indestructible. Uh, they say they the got track. little hooks on them that catches, you know, like a bird. Yeah, it's a it'll, it'll it'll hang in there like a fish hook, and and. Uh, mm-hmm. And before you know it, then you got something a faster, and then before you know it, it goes into cancer. You know, you can get lung cancer, you can get mesothelioma, uh, you can get asbestosis from it. And uh, if you get mesothelioma, it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much uh, a life in the bin. There's no one's coming back. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that... Once it's diagnosed, it's pretty well the end stages as a rule. And uh, well, we know we, we talked in the past about using on Navy ships, and uh, you know they use yeah. because ships a lot high, you know, there's a lot of high pressure steam lines and hot water lines on board a ship. And oh, lot of that, yeah. You know, they use steam a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been. Uh, fortunate my lifetime, I've been involved with it. We've had to, you know, we took, we ripped off and took up this. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how many, how, how many feet of insulation we've taken off different piping systems, stuff on board ships. And uh, you know, we had to wear special gear and respirators and the whole works just to even take it off. And the, the most important thing about taking off the asbestos is make sure that whatever you take off is flat, soaked with water keep it from going airborne. Yes. And some and some of that stuff's thick. I mean it's four or six inches thick. And uh 
you know, you got to cut it, take it off, and it's so even. I mean, I've walked, I've walked along with a tender once and walked into the dispersing office, and every time the door opened, there's a steam pipe come down outside the door, and every time that door opened, you could see that you could see that that door was kind of a flimsy door, and coming shut that door, that pipe would shake a little bit, and you'd see that stuff go poof. Yeah. And I went up to the shop and got me, got me exactly one half a little four four uh, Ziploc bag. I walked back down there and I took a piece of insulation, wet insulation, wag and stuff. I cut a little square out of that. And of course, I had a mask on. I took some tweezers and pulled that in there and put that in that bag and took it back up to the shop. Of course, I covered the hole up, you know. I sent that sucker off. And about a week later, we got reported in from an environmental place in San Diego. They said it was amicide and asbestos. And it's hard to tell how many people were exposed because of that stupid door, you know, slamming every time a door shut, they were puffed. Yeah. And, uh, so I took it on myself. I went ahead and uh, we didn't rip it out because, you know, you had to, if you rip it out, it's a big ordeal because you gotta you got to clear everybody out for, you know, for a day or two. And you can't shut down this person's office, you know, because all the machines and stuff in there. So I just took some uh, insulation, little fiberglass stuff, and I made me a big long piece of it. And I took that whole pipe, covered it up, you know, wrapped it two or three times, and we painted it. Of course, that took care of the problem then, you know, but uh, now the problem's fixed. The thing's probably in 10,000 feet of water if they sunk the ship. But, <laughs> you know, that's yeah, on that. Uh, yeah, they sunk a lot of them ships, and and um, um, you know they had a lot of other agents on them too, such as mercury and all sorts of yeah. So you know, and every every ship required Georgia. tons of asbestos. I was reading here where. Uh, How many times does it say? Tons. Uh, don't say how many times, but it took tons of asbestos to do one ship because uh, they used it in the paint and they used it on around all your pipes, like you said. Mm-hmm. And they even used it in the floors. They mixed, uh, mixed it in their cement. Uh, and compressed it into flat sheets, uh, mm-hmm. just <laughs> where you can imagine they used it. Uh, even in communication systems, uh, I know your communication systems, uh, you know, they needed to be kept at a constant temperature. And so mm-hmm. asbestos was one way of maintaining the constant temperature, uh, it couldn't be too hot, it won't work right, or if it's too cold, it won't work right. So that's got a, a, a means there. you got to keep it in the means, uh, communication equipment, and that's being very important in ships and submarines or planes, anything. Um Nineteen sixty four Sidlikoff did a study and they're trying to, to just definitely define this the establish the best of the skilled people and they did a study and the death toll remains basically unknown, but before nineteen sixty four millions of people died for the best exposure. Yeah. And to this date, okay, to this date from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand thirteen, okay, this is uh uh, 20 years after they stopped using the best support ships. Okay, the number of deaths in the United States is at 189 to 221,000 people. So that's an average of 12 to 15,000 deaths per year. So that wipes out a small town every year. Yes, it does. And that's just the effects they've had in exposure from years ago. And uh, you know, there's or a family member. It, you know, it could have yeah. been a family member. They could have been a child and and uh, got mm-hmm. exposed. And you know, uh, 
It may it, not it, know it, that it, daddy or mommy worked in the shipyard. They were so young, you know. Well, they took it home and held the babies and all over the clothes, you know. Well, it sure was. Yes, and they held it and it got them. And the poor yeah, kid, yeah, it, yeah. it grows up for you know, it's got lung cancer and and they don't know. I guess there's yeah. special tests they can do uh, now uh, that they can diagnose that uh, micella, uh, what is it? Milly, that's best to kill her. Now, what it does, it gets in your lungs. And those little fingers hanging on your lungs, and your body sends uh, antibodies trying to fight it, you know, because it's a foreign option. Well, your body fights and fights and fights, and over, you know, it takes a long time to incubate, but eventually it's best as wins. And the places that the antibodies are trying to fight turns into, uh, turns into a cyst or, uh, uh, you know, something else, and turns into cancer. And usually if you swallow one, or you, break, you know, you inhale one fiber, you inhale a bunch more, so usually you've got more places than one. So eventually they just get you and you know you're done. And uh, there's a lot of people, especially a lot of sailors, you know, and a lot of army guys too, but most of the sailors that were exposed to this and, and didn't even didn't have a single idea. And uh, of course the Navy had a list of uh, which rating would basically be more adept to be exposed to asbestos. And my rating was basically the top one, you know. I mean, but it didn't matter, you know, because you know, we were trained at the time. But uh, you know, there's a lot of places. A lot of people used to take their clothes in their in their in, in their room or, or their brother parts on board a ship. They take mm-hmm. their clothes in nice little metal racks and they poke holes in insulation and they hang their clothes up along through there. You know, and they would stick it right in his asbestos, and every time they pull the coat hanger out, boy, that was it. You know. You know, in the in the army barracks, uh, I was in the army, and they had them all through the barracks because a lot of your barracks were steam heated, and uh, so they had them uh, uh, all them pipes going through the radiators, of course, covered with asbestos, and like you said, mm-hmm. it was about what uh, nine, ten inches in diameter, something like that, and. Uh, and that was just an asbestos coating. Everybody'd stick their clothes up there to have them dry. Uh, That's true. Uh, hang everything there. Hell, they was all poke full of holes. Nobody knew what, you know. And here we are now. Uh, well, that's what it is. So if you've been in the military before the 1980s, I would say you've been exposed to asbestos. Now, well, uh, chances true. are you were, anyway. Now, the level of exposure is going to vary from, you know, to the... That's situation. going to vary, I would say the Navy veterans, uh, as far as asbestos, probably got it worse than the... Uh, rest of the uh, military, but maybe, uh, I don't know how you would judge that, because um, I know in all your quantities in the military were sprayed with insulation, and that would back then would have been asbestos, and of course well, you're sitting there, and... Uh, uh, you know, over time, uh, that coating over the asbestos uh, can deteriorate. And like you said about that door, any little hole or something, and then a whiff of it every time uh, something changes, a vibration or what have you, and you can have that stuff floating around. So uh, it was dangerous no matter where they put it. Uh, well, I know they used to have side houses with it. They used to be well, the cat and the owl. I got my house sided with asbestos. Mm-hmm. 
Well, mm-hmm. at time to now, years later, they go try to sell their house. <laughs> they got a real problem. 1930, between 1930 and 1978, the shipyard business was booming. And four and a half yeah. million workers worked in the shipyards. And it's crazy because it, uh, they mix 25 million tons of those best of just big liberty ships. One of the biggest cars in history. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. three types, three three types of asbestos. And these types are basically the same stuff. It's just the way the fibers are made, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, they got an asbestos called uh, it's a crocodilite, chrysotile, and amosite. The crocodilite and amosite and chrysotile were pretty. The fibers were bigger, I guess. I mean, they were used for, like, uh, outside uh, sheets and things like that. Maybe that's also used in siding. But the biggest one, the most famous one is called amosite. And that's the one that they did all the insulation with. And when they put it together, you made a mud out of it. Yeah. And they would take your hand and put it on the pipe and fold it down the pipe. Yeah. They had to mix that by hand, see, and stir it up. It's kind of like concrete. Yeah. They got that stirred up really good, you know, in water, and before they got it good and wet, you know, that stuff was going everywhere. Well, I couldn't imagine, yeah. And they put it on these pipes, and then all of a sudden, you know, if, you got them, if they've been on these pipes for years, and, and uh, you get the uh, machine guys come in moving something, you know, they bump into it and tear it. I sent some pretty ugly stuff in my Navy days. And that's just not the same with one ship. I did no multiple ships, you know, uh-huh. and submarines. And uh, I went on a cruiser once. It was in dry dock. So they was giving us a tour of the engine room. I went down there, and they was tearing all kinds of equipment stuff out. They had that stuff everywhere. Oh, oh. And uh, so I went up and told the XO. I said, hey, man, you killed everybody down there. He says, what do you mean? And I showed it to him. And they stopped it. They called the shipyard in to get rid of it. And it was, it was pretty ugly. And, uh, oh, that was a mess. How many got exposed during just that short period of time? I don't know, but I got out of there. I got to thank you and I get lost at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> and, uh, so, but uh, it's dangerous, you know. I mean, just like the ships I made back then, Baltimore they made 30, every 37 hours a ship flew off of Yeah. A ship was launched. But down in the Newport News, they was making three a day. Yeah. They was launching three ships a day. Can you imagine the time? You know they were just handling that stuff, a snatch and grab. You yeah. know, there was no precaution whatsoever. Well, you know, after reading these reports and stuff, you know, I see the VA, you know, I'm glad they got presumptive stuff. Raging orange, things like that, you know. But this stuff here, and I hate to tell you, this stuff has killed more people than Asian orange ever will. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, well, uh, yes. It's killed more people than. Uh, they don't know how many it's killed, John. Uh, well. It's been a considerable number, though. It's way up in the millions, tens of millions. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I say everybody that uh, was in the service or worked in a lot of your manufacturers, same story, uh, uh, should mm-hmm. get on the asbestos registry. They do have There's a not registry. Not really. Uh, you, they might think you've got a registry, but it's kind of like the Agent Orange registry. Yeah. You know, your name's on a piece of paper, and that's about it. Well, I mean, I don't know what good it does you, but anyway, I did there. register on it, and and uh, uh, just like I did on Agent Orange, I had a registry because I had... I had to take a test have, for it. Have you ever seen the results from that registry herald or just a piece of paper you name you on? I got you stuck back in the computer somewhere. In, uh, well, that, I got the, yeah. 
the test results, but that don't say yay or nay. It was just for information. Well, see, now when I was in the Navy, we did they did chest X-rays and we did breathing yeah. and PFTs, and then we would every year we'd go get an eye exam. Uh huh. They called it the dilate eyes, and after we got out. You know, they're supposed to give you a five-year, every five years, they're supposed to be test again. Well, I had it one time after I got out, and then I asked the BA to start doing it, and they laughed at me until I was out the door. And so, yeah. you know, I, yeah. But then it came out to see that the chest x-ray itself that they were given wasn't adequate enough. You had to have a actually high-resolution image on the CAT scan to even look thick it up. I could see so that. that. Was a joke. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so that's right. You know, I was worried for years. I, I filed a claim for it back in oh, I'd say twenty years ago. Yeah. And of course, I got I got denied, and you know this and that, but I didn't have any serious stuff wrong with me. I dug out my uh, paperwork out of my file folder, and I sent them a list about every every job I was involved with, and. Uh, they sent me a letter back saying, well, we can see your exposure to his best. So we did that, and uh, we uh, actually, uh, you know, they, they it's kind of like an open claim right now. You know, if I ever develop anything like that, it's going to be automatic. But, you know, I'm already self-respected for lung disease 100%, so I think that really doesn't matter. So if you was so, to ever get manelocemioma, uh, uh, then or asbestosis, or the it wouldn't matter in my situation. It wouldn't yeah. matter. Like, it wouldn't increase like your. Your service next for heart disease, and you have a, a heart attack. You're already yeah. percent of you know what they're going to do. You know that's the way it is. I mean it's one overrules the other, so. You know, it is what it is. But I'm going to tell you, if you're in the Navy, anywhere, if you're a World War II veteran or if you're up in, you know, in, any era prior to 1980, if you're on a ship built before then, you were exposed to some sort of asbestos. You know, I would agree uh, with that, Danny. Yeah. Um, up to what what year would you say, John? I would I'd say, say 1980. A ship that was made... Prior to or around 1980, uh, yeah. you would certainly expose to asbestos. Yeah. And you know, I suspect it could have been used in in uh, some of the newer ships, couldn't it? In in certain could locations. Well, see what happened was, you know, they started uh, they started doing these surveys and tests and stuff on them, and people started blowing the whistle. And, but the shipyards and manufacturers and the uh, the powers to be, I must say that, I don't want to offend anybody, but they kept spinning You know, well, there's not enough evidence. There's this, there's that, there's not enough here. And they realized this stuff is a miracle stuff. You know, ships aren't going to burn it on an affidavit, you know, it's going to salvage the ship. And so what happens is uh, they kind of uh, sacrifice the poor sailor and the poor veteran, you know, in order to, uh, you know, to enhance their goals. And uh, so there's a lot of people sacrificing this issue. And then there's like, I forget, 60 companies that were directly affected. Most of them went bankrupt. Yeah. And after they were bankrupt, they, they, they all put in money and they put this investors trust fund together. So put billions into this slush fund. Everybody gets investors, gets to get them all year and, uh, you know, prove they were exposed. And if you got mesothelioma or mesothelioma, mesothelioma, you know, they, they try to dig you out of that fund. Of course, all the lawyer does is dig it out and get the big percent, you know. It's all a game. It's a racket, what it is. And it's just, you know, you have to, you just doing the search on the Internet for asbestos, and you really can't find any good information, but what you can find, and it's plentiful, is law firm after law firm advertising. Yeah. That's all. True. It's probably the most, that's probably the most law firm advertising I've ever seen on one subject. You know, you see it on TV every day, you see the guys in Mesothelioma talk about his exposure and things like that. You know, they don't care about you. They just want that money and that press on. 
Well, you know, that's just a sad situation. If you're exposed to the death, you got to, you know, if if, if you're in one waiting to the positive, you were exposed to it, and chances are the VA ship service connects you. And my honest opinion, the VA needs to develop that registry drug we were talking about, but they also need that for some conditions too. You know, especially for dysphosis and and for the illness. So basically, yeah, you got to have dysphosis. Down the road, you're going to get medicine. You know, you're going to get you're going to get the big one. Yeah, it's just you know that, that's just a sad, the sad outlook. It's true. I think and, once you, know, you get, once you give give one of them, it they should immediately start compensating you. Mm-hmm. If you uh, you know are a veteran, been in service, uh, mm-hmm. because we know how laden the ships were with it. Uh, and and the barracks were laden with it. Uh, uh, you know, when I was at Fort Leonard Wood, we had them old wooden barracks and coal heaters. Uh, and uh, uh, so, you know, their insulation, what insulation they had was asbestos. And, uh, and everywhere... You know, if you was in the service, chances are you were exposed to asbestos. If you were in uh, in the service before, well, even after 1980, I mean, uh, there's still a lot of them old barracks around, I'm sure. Some of them have been replaced, but... It is, you know, but... In my experience, though, you've got a lot of siding and you've got a lot of insulation on steam. Just steam heat. Good cold heat, too. I guess you had blankets, too, you know. That is best with blankets and all kinds of different things back then, what they used. And it's yeah. pretty cold, so, you know. If you were a child, and say you were born in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and if your parents worked at the shipyard or in a place where they made the best society and things like that, you owe it to yourself if you're healthy right now to be checked out. You know, just tell them you know, your parents working in the vessels plant and then be checked out. Had to do the best on you. You know, because you might catch something before it happens and when it hits, it hits pretty hard. You know, because the fiber just don't get in your lungs, they get everywhere. In your mouth, your stomach, all kinds of cancers could be caused. Uh, yeah, thing. even liver and kidneys, I think. Anywhere. Yes, it can. Yeah. It gets, it gets everywhere. Your stomach. You, know, uh, you swallow it. Yeah. Uh, it uh, It's a bad toxin, uh, really a bad toxin. And yeah. I think all too many times... Uh, People overlook that exposure issue should someone pass on. They don't bother to go back and look through their history. Uh, You know, to me, I look at like lung cancer, any kind of cancer. Uh, What was the nexus of this? I mean, how did this thing get started? It got started somehow, and you just, to me, just to say, well, we don't know, I don't think that's a good enough answer. I think if you trace it back, now you take a toxin such as asbestos, it can cause all kinds of cancers. Is it cancer? You know. It's your well, body, it's your body doing he died of pancreas cancer. Well, that could actually, uh, if researched or uh, there again that's uh, when an autopsy might come in handy but uh, I'm sure you know they know when they check if they'll tell you the truth get straight of it they can do a biopsy and they can pull that and they can find the fiber I think you're right yeah it's going to be there They can localize and make it because your your body chemistry is not designed to take care of something like that. Nope. Never would. They should have realized that. They should have realized it was mine if people started dying left or right. That's what they should have done. Well, I think they don't really want the truth, John. They don't want the truth brought out. 
publicly, but you know, if some of your elders die, it wouldn't hurt to have an autopsy if they had some sort of cancer, and you know they worked or in the military even, or whether Navy, Army, any. Yeah, they they just like they use it, they sacrifice them. Yeah, if they know a place is danger, they'll send you right in the middle of it anyway. They don't they seem to mind. They sold, they, they sold your life out for the dollar, buddy. Kept for the dollar. They should have went yeah. to prison and bankrupt at the same time. Manufacturers. You you take companies like Boeing and uh, all them uh, and built them planes. Like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They use a lot of all them planes. All the insulation companies were. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were in cahoots together and stuff, and they sacrificed a lot of people. But here's the thing. They, them, ma- them asbestos companies, John knew. I mean, after a while, it showed up through their own mining. Their, their miners died off quick, you know. The uh, miners, said, everybody died. The miners, their families. Yeah, yeah. So they knew, but yet they threw this right out there when they uh, should have uh, come to, uh, you know, said, hey, we don't use this they stuff. They just could hold the phone, people, but then by then it was on every ship going. Yeah. It was everywhere. Everywhere. Well, it's probably the biggest single outbreak of any type of issue in the program. You know, that stuff was widely used. Well, it, was, it, it. it certainly got a rank up there in the top five. Uh, mm-hmm. Asbestos is not anything to be playing around with. No, it's not. Of course, everybody's been exposed to one another. If you ever put, you ever change the brakes on your car, you break the car. Oh, yeah. had them in there one time too. Yeah, they were all asbestos. Yeah, so you know, back in the old days, you know, they didn't take your car to the shop. Daddy pulled the uh, shoes off. Did it yourself? Bed, you know? Wiped it out with rag and just shook it out there and knocked it out old stuff. The best thing about it though, they were still pretty good. You know, they didn't get. They didn't get it airborne, but a lot of mechanics would die because of that too. There has been, yes. Yes, there has. So, you know, you know the environmental clutches, impact of clutches the environmental on cars. Impact is astronomical. Yeah. Astronomical. Uh, we, uh, there's no way of putting an accurate number to it. No, but I not. think all but too many times yeah. people are dying from asbestos exposure and not mm-hmm. even aware of it. Or their, their level, they, they don't know either. No, we don't know. Uh, don't know. know why they got lung cancer. What happened? Why have I got lung cancer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why they got pancreas that. cancer, stomach cancer, uh, liver cancer. Well, unless it's cirrhosis of liver, uh, you know, that it... Uh, it can even cause colon cancer, I would suspect. It does. Uh, yeah. If you ingest it. It causes all kinds of cancers. Now, you keep in mind, though, as best as you use, it's in a, if it's in its form and it's sealed up, you know, if it's painted over and it's got insulation on top of it and things like that, it's pretty much safe, you know, unless the compartment blows up. But, you know, you get it. When hits it or something, breaks it off and get the airborne, look out. You're in the there's, there's some there's some respirators that are even thin the track. Yes, they will. I forget what the micron's on it. Yeah. Uh, do you need a two yeah. or better micron uh, um, respirator? Depends on the mask. Uh, depends on the mask and the mask and the but the ones with the plastics and the face shield are the best thing to use. You know, people use them little clean one eighty seven ten. They seem to be okay back in the day, but now they come up said they weren't one time. So we just, you know, we just wash our hands with it. But I tell you what, these very expensive. 
now these old ships were laden with it, and they had to they had to take them apart and destroy all the vessels and stuff in them to in order to scrap the ships. And it became such an expensive venture. They started shipping these ships over to little countries that were uh, they didn't have much uh, you know environmental policies. They started ripping them apart, taking all the insulation stuff. And these ships, you know, they're dying left and right. So. Hmm. That's the worst part of it, you know. And people are going to continue to die as long as they're exposed to it. Yeah, they are. So without yeah, it, without a know. doubt, it's yeah. uh, it's so playing deep. Russian roulette with a full gun and it's, uh, uh, automatic. Yeah, it's automatic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, you're going to lose. Uh, now, some areas you can be exposed as best. This is, you know, like, for example, on a ship, you know, if you're, they had them in the flooring, they had them in the insulation, they had it in wallboard, they had it in paint, they had it in different places like that, you know. Now, the Army, they had it uh, places too, you know, because they had them in the Army Air Corps, had them. You had them in planes, you had it in barracks, you had it in uh, as best society in quantum huts. Heat, you know, they had insulation for uh, steam heaters and stuff like that. Motor pool had it in the brakes. It's all kinds of things. Yeah. Air Force, you had it in the planes. You know, you had it in the barracks there, too. So, you know, even the Coast Guard people, you know, the Coast Guard ships had it. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just a, a dangerous thing. You know, again, if it's not touched and unharmed, it's probably safe, but. Remember when they built that ship, they had to put it on there and then wrap it up so it wasn't safe then. And uh, we had to actually, when we removed the vessels, we actually we took the whole air and curtained it off, made it airtight, made the seal on it, built a tent around it. Mm-hmm. And we had to put air samples in there and let them run for so many hours. Yeah. So we could even clear the space. And I want to tell you something. You want to, you want to make a subskipper man do take out his vessels in the submarine area. If you take out as best as you get to make a tent and evacuate the whole thing, and you don't, you don't, you don't evacuate submarines to you. Oh, oh my! You know you don't. You guys are on the decks with AKs and AR-15s, M14s and guns. You know, I've seen some pretty weird stuff. I had to sign papers, so I can't divulge too much information. But I've seen some bestest jobs that I would, that I, I wouldn't want to do. Hmm. And uh, so that's pretty pretty serious stuff. It says here, John, if a doctor's failed to ask patient about asbestos exposure, or if patient was unaware they were exposed to asbestos, the death certificate will not mention asbestos as the cause. Yep. So if you've been exposed or think you've been exposed, be sure to let your doctor know that you were exposed. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of death. Even if you think you've been exposed. You think you've been exposed. If you think, yeah, absolutely. If you've been in manufacturing or the military, I assure you, you've been exposed. And uh, there's only one. There's only one you occupation. You want that on your medical general. record, huh? Okay. Out of all the different occupations in the Navy, there's only one where the person knows they've been exposed or not. You know that? Well, that who would that be? That'd be the insulators, the guys removed it. The guys removing it. Well, the guys that. Worked on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. As an insulator in the Navy. You know so, you've been exposed. 19, 1920s all the way to 1980. Yeah. And, and beyond, if, the ship, if your ship was built before 1980, your chance of being exposed is 99.9999%. Yeah, and there's a lot of different causes. Of the death besides lung cancer for asbestos. Oh yeah, you don't have to miss it. It could be any kind of cancer. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's true. It'd be any kind of country. And I could say it could have been, you know, you could have been a baby. Folks come, a father and mother come home from the shipyard or aircraft company and walk through the door and grab you up and hug you and, and mm-hmm. uh, all that dust flying everywhere. Well, they had, they had come out with some requirements now that they used, uh, according to VA. They raised dust exposure on basically if you had heavy exposure or light exposure or not much exposure at all. Seems to me the more you were exposed to it, the quicker you die. That's true too, you know, guys that work in the time. I would agree with 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 that, yeah. You know. But if you know, if you got if you got moderate exposure in your lungs, you you know, maybe ten, fifteen years, maybe up to twenty, it'll get you. But if you got uh, minimal exposure or just a few, you know, just a few in your lungs, you know, you may not get cancer till thirty years later. That, that's true, you know, and everybody's that's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's some people just don't right. have the immune system as others, and and naturally they're they're going to show exposure uh, quicker than others, but. Uh, probably when it does hit them, it just tears them up. You know, it's... Yep. Uh, so, if you're an Army vet, Navy vet, Coast Guard vet, or Air Force vet, you think you've been exposed, you know, uh, what you could do is you could ask the primary care physician, you could go to the VA, if they do doing the best of screening on you, which they do, you know, they do some tests on you, you know, just in case. And, uh, you know, at least check your lung function and get the energy done of your chest and, and just basically see maybe they can find something before it starts because, you know, the way to say it, it takes years for thing to, to metastasize in your system. And once it does, it's a, it's a full-on battle. And, well, if they can uh, catch it soon enough and isolate it, they might be able to do you know. Yeah, your mm-hmm. chance is a lot better. Don't wait till it's in stage four. Right. You know. That's how we know. Ask them to check it. Yeah. I don't think it's a time they care doctor to have a concern. They can get it done. You know, and they get it done, get the lung knocks and, you know, get some stuff taken care of. Try to get on top of it, you know. I mean, I'm not saying everybody that was there got it, but, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that do have it. And so if you're in your 60s and 50s, especially, you know, you're in the back in the... 70s and 80s, or 60s and 70s and 80s, you know, you got a, you got a big chance of you know, having it. Especially if you were a whole maintenance technician, or a machinist made, or a machine repair person, or a rigger. The riggers, when they would take this equipment and move it, they'd rig it to place to place. So they'd have yeah. to take out pipes and everything and move its equipment. You know, and it was a, it was a big job back then. They started running some controls back in the early age, too, when I went to school. You know, we basically we were the ones that controlled it. You know, and, uh, they had a job for the riggers to do, and that was the best suspected pipe. You know, in a way, they'd have to wait until we got in and air sampled it and tested it. You know, we'd have to go and remove it before they could even do the job. Hmm. You know, that's when they started getting safe about it. You know, which is a good thing. And uh, that's also one of the reasons why they had to decommission more ships too and get rid of. You know, but uh, still, ships built today are pretty much safe, though. They don't have much of a business on them. Well, and they've learned that when they're dealing with hazardous uh, toxins like that to wear the proper equipment and the safety equipment, your suits and and uh, proper uh, mask, uh, I don't know what the... Uh, on the field, it's what the micro down to mm-hmm. two micron or uh, three or four. Yeah, we'll uh, uh, I was trying to but, find it here, but I haven't found it. I'm surprised. What they, they don't recommend. What they recommend now is basically running a full face mask. Oh yeah, with a, yeah. With a source of air in another location, so we would run. We had a machine 
we put it on we put it on the pier or out of the area where the vessels were and we turned it on had filters in it. Yeah. And it run yeah. we had a bank had you know, we had we had bank of plug in and we had air hose on that mask. And you talk about it was an uncomfortable job. But we had that mask and we'd wear that mask for seven, eight hours at a time. And uh, the air was punching outside and it'd get hot and uncomfortable, you'd sweat it, it was just a bad job. Yeah, you was damn near they had to wear a space suit. <laughs> Basically, well, what, that's, people, that's what you were doing. I've seen them do, you know, filter change stuff on submarines, and you know, they had that radiation control wagon. Yeah, and they take that stuff out and put it in those radiation control bags and stuff. Yeah, people would, you know, people walking down the way, they'd stop, they'd stop, and people would walk the other way. You go carry the bag of his vessels off a ship, you'd be heading toward the back. People be running out of the way. That was the old days. Of course, now they still got some ships yeah. commission scouting vessels in it. You know, but uh, I was on board a ship commission World War II, and it was ate up with it. And it was pretty sad. Even one made the seventies had it on there all over the place. So. And any any ship had on there. Any, any ship, any, you know, most of your barracks did things like that, especially older places. And places in cold environments with steam heat. Yeah. I'm pretty much sure they had it too. Yeah. It was all over the place. It was just just new, numerous. You know, if you think you've been exposed to it, ask your VA primary care doctor to go ahead and uh, maybe do a screening on you to make sure that you're okay. Yeah, try to and get a screening. If, if nothing else, uh, I, you know, put it in your your records, uh, your progress report notes, and and request a screening. They may turn you down. They may not. I don't know. It depends. I had some friends that worked with the shipmates stuff that worked on it. They just passed away now too. So, you know, it's just a bad thing. You know, and it's not, uh, of course, it's another one of them, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I call it a scandal, you know, back in the day. Uh, like yeah, it is a scandal. Yeah, it is a scandal. They that with money, you know. Uh, money outweighs people's lives. And, yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, folks, uh, we don't learn about this sort of shenanigans till it's way too late. Uh, right. And uh, then when you try to do something, they just ignore you because there ain't enough left to carry any weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. If I, were, if I was a veteran, like I was supposed to go to VA and ask them to look at the kind of funny. You got Medicare or insurance? I'd be going up to a private doctor and asking him to do the screening on you. Without a doubt, you're right. Um, I've let my doctors know that I was exposed uh, to asbestos. Anybody in the service at that time, uh, your primary care doctor and your other doctor, if you have a doctor, I, which I have a separate doctor outside the VA, uh, I let them both know. Uh, someday something mm-hmm. may come of it. But, I, was uh, my doctor once. I was talking to an outside doctor once. And I was talking about the Navy days and asking what I did in the Navy. I explained to him what I did. Next thing I know, I'm heading over to get x rays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine gear, well, regular x rays don't do much. It shows a mass of something's growing there, which on me, they found several masses, but they seem to be constant in size. So as long as they, they stay grow, that way. Yeah, I've got one that they keep putting on an eight pad check in a while, and they go back and have a check. But, uh, yeah, you got to be careful, people. You got to keep an eye on it. Does something look a mess? Don't wait. If you were get in there and deal with it, uh, 
you were supposed to have bets this thing and you smoke it. You need to stop that quickly. You bet. Because your chance of getting your chance of getting cancer from that is is, is quadruple. Quadruple. Yeah, that's what they said. I was reading that yeah. and uh if you were exposed to asbestos and you're a smoker, you're in serious trouble. Yeah, uh you remember yeah. quit smoking, whatever you do. <laughs> Quit smoking because. Go ahead, John. You remember had it? You remember had it? You think you've been exposed? You got some questions? Go ahead, send me a private message, and I'll try to answer your questions as best I can. Um, You know, if anybody's ever wanted to claim on the best of file, go ahead, post it on had it. Explain people what you did because, you know, it's not as common as it is as it was years ago. But the older we get. The more likely it is that it's going to hit us sooner or later, you know. And uh, so it's just, again, one of those things that you do earlier in life comes back to haunt you when you get older. Yeah. So. But, uh, That's true. We didn't it. know any better then, but we just sure do now. Want to end the show on a sad note. I lost a friend of mine yesterday. He was uh, retired. He kept retired from the reserves. He spent a lot of time in the Army. He retired as a sergeant major. His name was Billy Blanton. Um, we lost him. He had he had cancer of the throat. And uh, he didn't make it. He went through the weekend, had a big episode, and he passed away. Uh, and I feel for his family. He, had a, he was raising his grandson. His grandson was my son's age. And uh, so... It kind of hit us pretty hard, but, uh, you know, I think he's in a better place now. And uh, he's going to have a big military funeral coming up, so, uh, you know, they will give him a good send-off. But I just wanted to bring that up because, uh, you know, we're losing people way too much nowadays. Yeah, I'm sure sorry to hear that. And you are right. We're losing too many veterans you know, had that cancer been got earlier, maybe they could... Well, at what stage did they catch it? Do you know, John? I think it was stage three when they caught it, girl. Stage three. With throat <laughs> cancer, that's about too late, I think. Uh, that's a bad one, I know. That's a bad one. Uh, yeah... Doggone it. I sure. Everyone say some prayers for the family. My lands, they deserve them. Yeah, it's a pretty sad situation. Yeah. But he suffered and his family suffered too with him. I know they did. They did suffer, you know. But, you know. We've got about a minute left, Gerald, so I want to thank you for coming on the show today, but it's been a pleasure having you on here. Thanks for your input. Well, uh, I think you did a good show here, John. This is important stuff, this asbestos. And let's hope a lot, of, a lot of people pay attention because if you were in the service uh, before the 80s, uh, or probably even after the eighties. Chances are, think back where you know what post you was at and all this and that. If you was on ships, uh, what ships you were on, uh, and just let it be noted in your your uh, uh, progress reports that you were possibly exposed to. Uh, asbestos and and same way if you have an outside medical doctor because should something come up uh, that's uh, one thing they might pull out and say oh hey this could be something mm. it's true well Berta posted the pies list on had it so if you want to do a search just search for your best pies list and uh, Gerald you're out of time alright well thanks you know for having job, me right? All right, folks, we'll catch you again next week, folks. 
All right. This is Jay Jay Basher. We're signing off for now. You have been listening to the Basher Hour. The Basher Hour is brought to you by Hadit.com. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. <laughs>